Here's a bit of e-commerce trivia. <laughs> Did you know that 9 out of 10 UK shoppers will abandon a store using US dollars? Or that if someone leaves your store to use a currency converter, 2 out of 3 won't return? Not showing the default local currency might be one of the biggest contributors to your e-commerce bounce rate. And if you ship internationally, a multi-currency app is an absolute must, and the folks at Bold make the best multi-currency app out there. Here's why. It auto-detects where your customers are shopping from and shows them their correct currency, so you don't lose them in the first second that they load the site. And of course, it also syncs real-time with currency databases too, so it's always up to date. But it has a few other neat tricks as well, such as rate padding. So if you set it to sync real-time rates, but want to pad the conversion by a few percent eh, to make a little for yourself, you can do that too. It also supports vanity pricing, which I think is neat. So if you want all your prices to end in, say, 99 cents, it could do that for you as well. And it's got all those features, but best of all, it's free. So I can't even offer you a special extended trial, because there isn't one. Just go to the App Store and search Bold Multicurrency. That's Bold Multicurrency in the App Store. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines. And it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability. And it's no wonder. SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Hello and welcome to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, founder of EtherCycle, maker of apps, doer of things, conversion optimizing, super fun guy, recording from Westfield Old Orchard Mall in Skokie, Illinois, in right outside Chicago. You can see the skyline from here. Well, it's very rainy today, but you don't know that. Uh, and having a good time until, until something bad happens. Then I won't be having quite such a good time. So let's think about that. You have, like, on your, on your computer, maybe you're using a Mac. I am. I love Macs. And I've got a time machine drive. And I've got a cloud backup. And I've got some, some important stuff in Dropbox. So I should be safe. I should have all the stuff on my, my computer backed up. But let's say uh, I, I had something in the cloud. The cloud should be safe, right? right? If uh, this cloud service suffers some catastrophic failure, and we've had, we've seen hardware failures happen, they can restore from backup and bring me back. But there is a very common misconception I have seen with people regarding these cloud services. People seem to assume that just because they, it's in the cloud and the service as a whole can back itself up, that you could recover anything you deleted. It isn't the case. 
let's say you're in your Shopify store, because this extends to Shopify as well, this both this misconception and issue, and you delete you delete some products errantly, right? Just by mistake. It happens. I've I have done this. Then what? How do you bring it back? Well, if you haven't exported the products and have a backup of them somewhere, or you're not running some type of backup app, which we will discuss today, then you're stuck. You just have to recreate the stuff from scratch, which is a, a big pain. It's a huge time suck. It's unnecessary. And right around the corner, we need to start thinking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We need to be prepared. So any we, you got to have a crisis plan, disaster management, something to reduce downtime in your business. And really, what I love about those things is they will give you peace of mind. They will help you sleep better at night, right? Because you've got this amazing source of income for your life. That's your Shopify store. And if something happens to it, well, there goes the income, right? So we want to minimize that. That's what we're discussing today. And joining me to discuss it is a, a wonderful man who I enjoy greatly, Mike Potter of Rewind. You've heard it mentioned many times by me. It's uh, they're one of our sponsors, which we certainly appreciate. But it's not just one big sales pitch. We're going to be we're going to be talking about these use cases and essentially how to how to set yourself up, how to secure yourself, how to bulletproof your online store from data disasters and security issues that are way more common than you might think. Mike, thank you for joining us. Nice to be here, Kurt. Thanks. That was a great intro. Oh yeah, it went a little longer than my usual, but I'm I'm on a roll. I'm excited today. Um, so, Mr. Potter, the you are co-founder and CEO of Rewind, correct? That is correct. Yep. And Started Rewind about uh, three years ago, and we've been growing the team ever since. And we're now up to a team of ten people. That's that's exciting. Yeah, that's we're at uh, we're at nine people. It is a fun size. It is <laughs> fun. No, I did not fun size yeah. like a Snickers bar. Um, no, it's a fun size because you're still like you're connected. It's small. You're nimble, but you have resources now. I it really is a that like five to ten people is just a great size for a team for any any uh, online business. But all right, what the heck is Rewind then? What are we talking about? Yeah, so we started Rewind, um, like I said, about three years ago. So my friend uh, James and I, we were working full time. And I worked with him in the past. And I emailed him and I said, you know, I really want to work with you again. Um, let's do something. So we started this one idea and, you know, it was going nowhere. And so I came up with another idea. I said, well, why don't we do backups for Shopify? And he said, you know, exactly what you said at the start, right? Which is, that's a crazy idea. Why would anyone need to back up Shopify? It's in the cloud. It's totally safe. And I said, I don't, you know, at that point we didn't really know. I said, but, um, there's people that are requesting it in the forums and they've got this, you know, this support document. There's about 15 steps in it to back up your store and nobody's going to do that. These are you know small business owners that have way better things to do with their time than to be exporting blog posts or pages or products or whatever. So let's just automate that. And so we did. So we built this little app that um, that backed up your Shopify store. We released it in June of 2015, and uh, and it was free. We made it free. We wanted to see if people actually needed it. And lo and behold, we started getting some people installing it. So you know, a couple dozen installs the first month, and it kept growing over time. And then in December of that year, we had a client who um, had a big problem. So he had an app that was syncing um, data with his inventory management application back to a Shopify store. And I guess there was a bug in that app, and it wiped out his whole store, totally deleted every product um, just a couple of weeks before Christmas. And luckily, he had installed us a few weeks earlier. And, and so he called us. He said, you know, we, you guys can recover this, right? And 
we said absolutely so we went to work we uh, we wrote it up and i remember calling him and uh and and saying okay you know reload your reload your store you know it's going now it should be coming back and uh and i remember just he was so overjoyed with happiness that we were able to recover all of his all of his products and his store was back up and running he was able to make sales again for christmas and so that was really the catalyst to um to to saying okay i think we have something here i think we have a real a real company and so we started charging in january so that was december of 2015 we started charging in january of 2016 um we've grown the company nicely like i said at the start we're a team of 10 people now and looking to grow and and, and add maybe five to ten more over the next uh, few months you came up with the idea for um rewind really like it does not seem like a complex idea but not that many folks um they're like i didn't see interest in it at all until I saw your app out in the wild and then used it um, for a client that had uh, exactly the situation happen where they lost um, through a mistake with a, a product uh, spreadsheet import managed to destroy their product catalog and they thought they're like, oh, they're like all right man that that sucks uh, let's just get on the, the horn with Shopify support and there's nothing to be done right and I don't know if that has changed but I don't think it has, and at the time that was the case. So they, um, you know, through their own action, but unintentionally, destroyed their entire product catalog in a few minutes. Um, and that's when we started exploring backup options and first found Rewind to prevent these issues. Uh, okay, so backing up, we're talking about um, how to protect the store, how to bulletproof your store. What are the, the common things that can take a store out? Well, so you mentioned one, right, which is um, CSV imports. Those are often a problem. And so CSV imports, if you're doing any type of CSV import, you're, you're going to want to make sure you've got stuff backed up before you're importing things into your into your store. Um, if you're adding other users to your, to your store, um, whether they be, you know, third-party developers or even internal people, you're going to want to do a few things. We can talk about that in a second. That's another sort of trigger point that we see often, which is other people being added to the store. And if you're installing any apps, I mean, you know, the apps get, uh, they certainly get vetted by Shopify. There's a big review process that goes on. Um, but uh, sometimes the code can change after that app's been reviewed uh, and approved yes. and installed There's in your the store. There's the issue. They review the app upfront when you first install it. Um, Absolutely. And they go through it in detail and then it goes up. And then they periodically check it. They'll come back, yeah. and they'll check the app, make sure it's fine. But it's a quick thing. You know, they're not, there's tons of apps and limited installers, um, limited testers. And they, you know, I could see the install, I could see it in the logs. It's a, a few minutes at a time. So they're doing their best, but in, like they're not, these are also on test stores. It is not as though they're, they're saying, hey, we're going to test this app by running through every single feature in a live high traffic store for several days. Like there is just a realistic limit to the amount of testing they could do. So they're doing their best to protect merchants, but you still need to do your due diligence and protect yourself. Sorry, you're saying the, the risk we got hard. Um, number one, we have to look at other than ourselves, other than the, our, the merchants, who else can directly and legitimately affect the store because you've allowed them to. Well, apps can write to the store. Um, and if you want like... Um, just because it's an app touching the store, you're really giving access to the developer themselves to mess with the store in theory. Um, like uh, some app developers, myself included, build support tools so that you can quickly um, 
offer support. So we have a thing where you can like quickly update our theme code um, for uh, for our apps to make life easy. But that's those are all entry points for mistakes to happen. We're adding entropy to the system. Um, adding so adding staff, adding apps. Um, we're the first to continue. And um, and CSV imports. So if you're ever doing, you know, you're ever importing, making mass changes to your store, I guess would be the one there. You know, we've seen examples where people have um, have accidentally deleted the wrong blog, for instance, that that contained all their blog posts. Oh. Uh, we've seen people, you know, thinking they're working on one store, like a test store, when they're working on their production store. I mean, we, we've seen it all. Uh, we've but in general, that, that uh, like it's yeah. easier to do than you'd think. Where if you have more than one store with similar names, like you know, we'll say like Acme Widgets Production, Acme Widgets Development, Acme Widgets Staging, it's the, it 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 can happen unless you're like constantly double checking and you've got multiple tabs open. You could import the wrong thing to the wrong store. Yeah, I mean, you know, mistakes happen, right? Especially with entrepreneurs working late. Um, you know, doing too much, getting tired. That's when that's when mistakes happen. And so, the, the, you know, there's there's lots of things that so people hu- can human do. Human error is one of our. Yeah, yeah. This isn't malicious intent. It, I think most. I would imagine um, most mistakes are, or most uh, most accidents, most issues are just human error. Simple human error. Yeah, I would say that we've seen malicious behavior as well. Um, I'd say it's rare, but it does happen. I think, you know, there's certain things that people can do to protect themselves, right? So if we talk about, um, you know, giving access to your store to third-party users, well, Shopify gives a really good way to restrict their permissions. And so in the security world, there's, you know, the concept of least privilege, which I'm sure you guys uh, know about. So least privilege basically means that you only give them access to whatever it is that they need access to. So if coming, somebody's coming in, you know, a developer you've got that's coming in, it's uh, editing your theme, comes and requests access to your products and your orders, you know, you shouldn't allow that. You should question why they're requesting that access. Or if you're giving access to your store to one of your uh, employees, you know, only give them access to the orders if that's all they're processing. They don't need to modify your products. And so you really need to be careful about um, what you're what you're giving access to and making sure that you're only giving access to what exactly they need and not um, anything that that they don't so the okay so our initial two risks are um staff and not necessarily that they're bad actors um as i don't think i've ever seen something that was done uh with malicious intent beyond other than like some okay you know, we'll, we'll run into code so bad, I would suggest it's negligent. Um, but never anything where they're just like, they didn't pay my bill, so I logged in and deleted all their themes. You know, nothing, I've never seen anything like that happen. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's happened we've in seen the world. That. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it does. The other one that we've seen sometimes is, um, you know, a business relationship that goes sour. Oh. Um, so if you're working with somebody and, um, you know, typically something somebody starts to make some money on something and, and it's not clear on who's getting what share. Um, so, so sometimes people are worried about, you know, that other person getting access to their store and, and maliciously deleting things. And we've seen that a couple of times. I, uh, these are rare, rare cases. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've, you know, we're in this business, so we've seen pretty much everything. Huh. Okay. So the, the staff one is easier. Um, and I, the, yeah, the concept of uh, limited access. The, when, I, when, a, um, when I request access to a store, when a Shopify partner requests access with a collaborator account, which are, it's a wonderful system, um, 
that's the way you want to add Shopify partners and staff to your store whenever possible is with um, have them request a collaborator account. And the reason is there is no password or login sharing going on at all. Like me and our team, we just go log into one common dashboard with two-factor authentication, and then we see the list of stores we're authorized in. We click login, we're in. There is no additional EMER password access to your store. So that, that helps keep things um, significantly more secure. But sometimes you have to use the staff invites um, for people who don't have partner accounts. That's fine, just slightly less secure. Um, but within that, when I make a request for the collaborator account, I, the, there's a checkbox for full access. Very rarely will I ever click this. I'll limit, let's say we're doing just simple, um, simple support. The only areas I would ask for for, that I ask for for simple support are products, apps, themes, done. Occasionally, I might ask for settings. The advantage to that is I am w- protecting both parties. Like, I don't need to have access to all this other stuff and then have something go wrong. So I'm protecting the client. I'm protecting myself by doing this. On the merchant side, when you um, – the, the merchant is the store admin – they can choose whatever permissions they want for someone, regardless of what they've requested. Do you have any thoughts there? How do you decide which are the right ones? How do you do it? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, you need to, I guess my, my main thing, I think what you guys are doing is is correct, right? And you're only requesting the permissions that you need. If I'm a merchant that's getting one of those requests and somebody comes in and says, you know, I need full access to your store and, you know, you've only hired them to work on your theme, uh, I'm not only questioning the request, but I'm now questioning the the competence of the person that's doing the work, right? So I think it's on the developers, like like you know you and 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 others, to make sure that you're only requesting access to what you need, and it's also on the merchants to make sure that you know you're working with people who only request what they need. That people shouldn't just be checking the boxes, you know, full access because I'm not quite sure what I'm going to need, um, and I'm just going to you know request everything because yeah, it's not set in stone. You could turn around. Um, and immediately uh, update it, edit it. Well, you can request the store owner. Just like, hey, you know, uh, we need to do this thing. Let's add this. The one I almost yeah. never will add, like at this point, even on the stores we you know, may work with on a daily basis, uh, I rarely will we have access to orders. Uh, we only ask for access to customers if we have uh, marketing, if we're doing marketing efforts. Um, yeah. And the other one, um, what's the other one? Like some of the, I forgot how settings are broken out, but they're like some of the settings we'll never mess with, so I just don't ask for it. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. You also mentioned something really interesting. I think uh, you mentioned two-factor authentication, you know. So having a strong password um, for, you know, store owners when they're logging into their account, that that's really important as well. But turning on that two-factor authentication is is really you know a, a huge step forward in security and so we use um at, at rewind we use one password we've actually got a partnership with one password as well um, we use one password but most of the popular password managers now will actually do two-factor authentication within them so you don't actually need you know your cell phone or to receive a text message or something um, you can actually generate the code right in the app but turning on two-factor authentication for your shopify store is you know, one of the easiest ways you can increase your security dramatically as a store owner. So if you haven't got that turned on, I'd certainly recommend doing that. Uh, and how would someone go about doing that? Like, to describe two-factor for me. 
So two-factor is essentially what it means is there's two things to log into the store. So you, you have your password, and then you have a random code that's generated uh, normally by your by your cell phone, um, but also can be text message to you. And so when you turn that on, when somebody gets access, if somebody were to get access to your password, they try and log in with your password, they still wouldn't be able to to log into their store because they need this six-digit code that is going to be either you know generated on your cell phone or or emailed or texted or texted to you. And uh, you can turn that on in in Shopify settings. You know, if you Google Shopify two-factor authentication, we wrote a blog post about how to um, how to enable that on your store. But that's you know that's a really really good way to increase your security dramatically. And like I said, if you're using a password manager like uh, One Password, it's going to generate that code for you automatically. It even copies it right to the clipboard when you're logging in. So it it's as easy as can be. You you know you get this next screen that says enter the code in. You press paste, enter, and you're done. Um, so if you're using something like you know LastPass or One Password, which we use, it'll generate it for you automatically. But very very easy way to increase your security dramatically. So number one, so in this um, this this data disaster prevention, we're really going to start with security first. And I think it's um, and I love that phrase. You got to you got to put on your own oxygen mask before you help others, right? When you're on the airplane, um, and I think that's. This security um, starts with you. So first, you have to secure yourself, and I think the 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 best practice to do that for a merchant for your store is use a password manager. You recommended one password. Um, LastPass is popular as well. Are there any others? Uh, those would be the two that I know of. People have asked before if they could use the one in the browser as well. So you know, you mentioned you're on a Mac and Safari. You'll do it. Chrome will do it. You know, those are those are okay options as well. They're um, not. It's like. But, uh, that's like comparing a tricycle to a a Tesla. It's very it's not even close. Definitely use a for real password manager. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I switched using a password manager a decade ago, and I like it. I love it. Still love it. Um, so first, we gotta start using a password manager. Um, One password, LastPass, they're great. And then. So now you can have a giant, like, 32 random character, random password for your Shopify store. Then do the same thing for your email, right? Your email is a central point in which people could probably reset your password almost anywhere. So set the giant random password for your email as well. Then enable two-factor authentication. Enable it in Shopify. uh, And any uh, any email provider worth its salt, um, your chances are you're probably on Gmail. that will support two-factor as well. Okay, now you have secured yourself. That's step one. So we got that down. Neck, anything else uh, best practice you should do for, say, for securing yourself? No, I think those two, those two would be perfect, yeah. Okay, and then uh, in the show notes, I've all, I'm linking to all this stuff, including your blog post um, entitled Increase Shopify Security with Two-Factor Authentication. 2FA for short is what we call two-factor. Um, I love it. I just geek out over that stuff. I think it's every. This is the way to have fun with security and this data prevention stuff. You whatever works for you. I either like to pretend we're at like NASA mission control and we're launching spaceships, so this stuff cannot fail, or uh, pre- you're you're James Bond and you've got top CIA secrets and you got to keep this stuff secure. That is, think about it that way. It makes it fun and it it makes it. Um, uh, well, it makes it it's fun and practical. Okay, so I've I've got myself locked down and secured. All right, 
Kurt is no longer spilling the beans. His password is no longer password123 um, or, like, I love wife. You know, we've got random crazy passwords of two-factor. Next step, I've got um, – now we need to worry about the, the staff that we're adding to the store, um, our collaborators, etc. And the easy – I think the best practice there is prefer collaborator accounts where possible. This is not your responsibility. You just need – if someone says, can you send me a staff invite, reply to them, hey, if it's possible, can you send me a collaborator request? If they say no, I don't know what that is, then use the staff invite. And if not, they'll send that collaborator request. Either way, once you're adding them to the store, limit their permissions to only what they need. And if the person says, well, I need full access, you could tell them, all right, let's, can you, that I understand, but can you just explain to me? for each of these sections, what you plan to do with it, and for how long so that we can limit that later. Um, push back on them on it. Uh, that, that should help. And that really will be a test to see if they're, they're legitimate or not. Because it's it very rare that you would ask for 100% full access. Although, like, it, it's convenient because, oh, I got everything. But it is, it's not, not a good idea for anybody. Okay. So now we've got, we have secured, um, well, the, the other thing we didn't mention that I see people do is when we're done with a project, um, and this is even people we've got good relationships with, they will remove our access from the store to prevent issues. And these are often people who got – the people who do this got burned um, by someone else. They'll, they'll remove our access from the store, and then whenever they need, um, they need something again, they will just re-add us. It is not a big deal. I think, I think that's, that's a big one, right? And you're protecting yourself. When, when you're asking to be removed, um, you need to be proactive in asking people to remove you. We do that all the time as well. You know, if there's a customer that has any problems with, uh, w- with their store and, and they need us to fix it, you know, we'll go in and manually fix it if we have to. Um, but after we're done that, we proactively ask them to remove our account. And that, um, I think that, that, you know, having somebody that does that, I think shows that they care about, you know, your security as a store owner and, their own security. You know, you, I think earlier you said, you know, that was mainly to protect you was was uh, asking um, for requests. And that's exactly right. It's protecting the developer to say, you know, we never had access to that. Yes. So the, it's impossible that it was us that did that because we didn't have access to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and shop like there's a handful of things where it shows logs of like this person did X, but not that many like or it's uh, orders, but like editing a product, there is no log for it. Um, editing a theme uh, is a little it files that end in dot liquid it does versioning on but it won't have a log of who did what um, so yeah there's not a not a ton of um, accountability built into the platform at present some but not much uh, okay so now the the third access point we need we've secured two of three access points uh, unless I'm missing some the third is apps yeah how do we protect yeah, so- ourselves from apps how do we mitigate risk there yeah, I mean, I think you need to you need to really do a good job at vetting those apps before you before you install them. So some things to look for, um, you know, does the app uh, does the app on the website for the app, you know, it, very simple things. Is the copyright at the bottom of the page up to date? Do they have a one eight hundred number that you can call them and talk to them on the phone? Do they have a phone number that you can call? What happens when you call that phone number and can you speak to a real person or or not? Um, how many reviews does the app have? Is often an indicator of you know relative popularity. 
um, and then the brand itself, you know, so you obviously you trust an app like, you know, MailChimp, for instance, before you might trust one that, you know, comes from a brand that you don't know. All of these to me go into determining whether or not that app is is safe and trustworthy and uh, and reliable. And so those are some of the things I would look for. Is, so really, it's, you know, it's looking for um, professionalism. It's, it's doing due diligence and looking just are, do they seem professional and do they have social proof? Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, have they got, you know, have, yeah, have they got, or is it a real business that I'm working with? Or is it, you know, a, a single developer who's doing this in their part time? And that's and I a, think, that's you know, a lot the, of apps are are the case and you just have to balance it with like all right what is this app getting access to right and am i fine with that you know if it's like a widget that just injects some javascript and it's one developer fine i mean it's just not a big deal good that the the risk is fine like acceptable level of risk versus this is an app that processes payments or it ships orders or can in some way bill me like those are the ones where you want to make sure you know mission critical stuff um, things that are uh, your business processes are dependent on. That's where you want to make sure. Oh, this person is available. So, like um, an app that connects, like uh, connector apps for you know something that's going to um, send my orders to a warehouse to get fulfilled or um, integrate to uh, my accounting software. Like that's where you know we better make sure support is available. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I. Couldn't have said it better myself. And when you install the app, it will tell you, hey, here are the things you're authorizing that app to have access to. Um, That's right. And so it's worthwhile to take a look at it um, and say, you know, if it's a, and, and question it. If the, and in the review, the app store review process, that is one of the things they'll push back on. They'll be like, hey, you're ass, you know, act accessing um, these three things. We understand why you're doing like this thing. Why are you accessing these other two? And in our case, we said, you know what? Uh, we can work around that. We don't need access to those two things. We strip the stuff out. Um, so they do, they're, they're good about that in our experience, but you should still, you know, on your own when you install it, look at it and question it. It's that um, same security, you know, concept that we talked about when you're adding users in, right? The, the yes. concept of least privilege. So apps should only be requesting the data that they absolutely need to have access to. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be requesting anything else. And I think, you know, your earlier point is exactly bang on, right? So if your app is asking for a lot of things, you know, you need to, you need to do a a higher level of scrutiny on an app that's asking for access to everything, you know, like, like what rewind would ask for um, versus an app that is um, like you said, just inserting some JavaScript into your theme or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So we've got all of those things really are what we discussed are security best practices that I hope you should be doing anyway. The, am I missing any? No, I think if if you're doing all of that, um, you know, you're running, I would say a, a pretty tight ship. I think the only thing, you know, obviously this is, um, somewhat self-serving, but the other thing to add on top of it is just make sure that you've got a backup of your store, right? And obviously we're going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. That, Go ahead. Other than that, I think you've got you've got your main security points, you know, all the entry points that someone could have in, you know, your login, other people's logins and the apps. Um, that's really all the access points to your store. So you've secured all those. Okay. So now we have 
we've mitigated the risk, but there are still chances that we can experience data loss. And we know, you know we talked about it earlier, it is primarily going to be human error, um, uh, an app that has gone awry, or uh, third and least likely but still plausible is a bad actor. So those are our three causes of, of data loss. Now that brings us to the other half is how do we mitigate uh, data loss risk? Yeah, so you need to make sure that you know you have a copy of, of your data. I mean, you, you're spending a lot of time making changes, putting a lot of information up into the cloud, into Shopify. And, and you know, like we talked earlier, um, this is not a Shopify problem. This is, you know, we have the same problem with QuickBooks Online, for instance. It, 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 it's basically every SaaS service that's out there is, is very similar. And you need to make sure that you have a copy of your data, just like you would if you had it on your, on your uh, desktop. And so you need to make sure that you've got that copy, whether that be um, a backup that you've done manually, which, uh, you know, we, we obviously don't recommend, or one that's gone through an app like Rewind. Um, you need to make sure that you've got a copy of your data. It's, it's also, you know, best practice, I think, from just running a business. You, you should take control of your own data. You should be in control of your own destiny as opposed to relying on a third-party company to, to, you know, maintain access to it. You should, I think, you know, protect your own work and, and make sure that you've got a copy of that data locally or in a cloud service you can access it at any time. Yeah, you want, and there is nothing wrong with having redundant backups. In fact, it is a great idea, but definitely you want to own your own data. So in a Shopify store, there is no just export store. There's no backup store. There's no clone store, no migrate store. There are individual pieces you can manually back up. So if I, um, we talked about like the spreadsheet upload of products can be a easy way to destroy all your products. It's also a really easy way to backup your products. Click export products and you get a spreadsheet of the products export uh your theme you get a zip file of the theme export your customers export your orders i think you can export orders and you get spreadsheets of all these things uh are there any other things that if i wanted to right now this second i could go manually back up in my store um i mean i think you got most of them you know you you export your products yeah, you'd have to do your blog posts manually. I mean, Shopify's got a support document that'll go through how to back up your store and how to um, uh, how to manually export all that stuff. And so you're backing up your pages, you know, by exporting, uh, copying the content, putting it into other other content, um, doing the same with your blog posts. I, I think, you know, honestly, doing it manually would be a tremendous amount of work for somebody. I've learned the um, hard way. We, yeah, there's a lot of manual steps there to make sure that you're getting everything, and um, and there's some stuff even that you know you really wouldn't be able to. So one of the things that like Rewind will do is we'll actually back up all of your navigation and your menus, um, even though there's no API for it. We've we've sort of worked around that. Um, that would be something that I think a lot of people are looking to back up, and there's no real export functionality, so you'd have to you know copy it manually on a piece of paper or something like that. Yes. So there's, um, yeah, you can export products, customers, the theme, uh, and order history. But manually, you got to just note down what all your collections are. You got to note down what your apps are, your settings, blogs, pages, and notification, and the navigation. So making a backup of a store, depending on how complex 
your navigation is and how many pages you have um, and your blogs, there's going to be a lot of copying and pasting. It's going to be something you do once and then never want to do again. <laughs> it's or like pay somebody to do it. But then even then, if you have to restore it, man, it's like it, it, it just is not a it's not practical. But at the very least, like the product catalog is a ton of work. It's hugely important. Just I would regularly export. If you're doing nothing else, regularly export your products and then you know um, save it save it somewhere locally so that you have it. Um, and it it could be useful down the road. Um, the one thing you'll that. find with that, yeah, the one thing we'll, that I'll tell you on the product export. So the product export references um, oh, the, the image files. Yes on Shopify CDN, and those are deleted when a product is deleted. So um, you'd have to also go that through that way. file and then download all of the product images individually and save them somewhere. And then have, be clever enough to have a way to rewrite that spreadsheet to reference the files where they end up on the import. Yeah, exactly. So you'd not, have to have access. Yeah. Not so that, you know, we learned that one early on when we started Rewind. People were asking us, do you, do you back up the product images? And we, we figured out pretty early why people wanted us to be backing up product images because that CSV export um, doesn't work if the products have been deleted. Okay. So what then is the solution? Well, I I think the solution is our app. You know, it's I mean, rewind. and now it's, yeah, it's Rewind. It's it's getting getting somebody to do that automatically. That is a that's an expert in how to make sure that it's backing up all the data and in restoring that data, right? So we just talked about backing it up, but bringing all that stuff back in the way it was is um, is you know extremely difficult as well. There's there's little gotchas along the way for sure on every one of those things that we talked about doing manually. And so this, you know, having an app that does it automatically. Um, you know, that's all we do is we learn how to back up and we learn how to restore things to make sure that when we're putting them back, they're exactly the way they were before the problem happened. So does Rewind work um, you know, much the same like Time Machine on my Mac does where I don't think about it in the background, it's automatically taking snapshots? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You don't, there's, you never run a backup with Rewind and, and Time Machine was actually the, um, the, model that we tried to uh, that we tried to copy for rewind right so you don't ever have to think about it you don't have to run a backup uh, we know people aren't going to log in and want to run a backup I mean that's just not something they do so it just happens automatically in the background and we'll get notified as you're making changes to some of those Shopify items we talked about right so to your products to your themes etc we'll get notified and we'll back up all those changes as they happen very cool the all right so let's go through an example. All right, so it does the backup, and let's say I want to go through two scenarios here. Number one, I my store has been compromised in some way. A bunch of stuff is broken. I'm not going to go compare what is and isn't broken. What is, and I got to restore it. What does that process look like? Yeah, so it's very easy. So you log into Rewind, and you've got the ability to to rewind what what exactly you need. So you can rewind one item at a time. So let's say you know you made some changes to a product and you want to undo those changes and you're using rewind as a really as a productivity tool to save you time you know whether you maybe you've made some changes to your theme etc you can go into rewind you can rewind one item at a time so i need to rewind one product or one theme or whatever because we're backing up each item individually and we're not doing snapshot backups you can also rewind all of your products without touching your orders without touching your customers without touching your theme 
So if you've done a lot of work in something and then you need to keep that work, you're not going to lose that work when you do a rewind. You can rewind your, your products without touching anything else in your store. Or you can say, you know what, I really don't know what I need to do. And, um, and we can bring your store back to the way it was um, before you had that problem. That's fabulous. Is there anything in the, the backup and the, the backup's entirely automatic, yeah? Absolutely. And the, then I, when I want to restore something, I choose the elements I want to restore. Can I choose a snapshot or is it, how does it work? How far back does it no, go? No, you do it mainly. So you mainly, if you're doing it one by one, you'll find the version that you want to go back to. So, you know, you'll know that, you know, you can go and you can see the theme that was backed up yesterday, for instance. So if you need to do one theme at a time or one product at a time, you can easily find the version that, that corresponds to the time when you had it. Or it's just date and time. It's, you know, I know I made this pro- I made this mistake yesterday at uh, 4 in the morning, so I have to go back to yesterday at 3 in the morning. I know my store was fine yesterday at 3 in the morning, and you just rewind it back to that time. How frequent are the backups then? Um, so the backups are done instantaneously for a lot of the items. So themes, collections, products, all those things are backed up as, as changes happen. So anytime you make a change, we're, we're, we're saving that new version. And otherwise, on things where we don't get notified by Shopify, we're backing them up once a day. So that would be things like your pages and your blogs, things that don't change on a regular basis. The All right, then my next question is what, uh, how far back does it go? So it's doing the snapshots. How far I discover, man, this like this a page got edited and a whole bunch of content I want in there got deleted, but I didn't notice it for a month, three months, six months. You can go back. So I mean, depends on what plan you're on, but we can go back as far as a year. Hmm. Okay. Um, on on our largest plans, yeah. So you can you know typically what we find is people are are finding the problem within the first month. Um, but absolutely, if you need to go back further than that, we've got plans that'll save your data for much longer. Is there anything it doesn't back up? Um, it doesn't back up your settings. Uh, that's probably the most requested one that we get. And it also doesn't currently back up any files that are uploaded through the file section of your store, which sometimes when you're customizing a theme, they'll put files in the file section uh, as opposed to right. in the theme itself. Yes. And um, the reason we're working being, on a way. There is a... Um, there's a file, there's a size limit on the themes. There's a max um, max yeah. size. And I think they just raised yeah. it, but it's still, you have a limit. The limitation on the theme file is significantly lower than um, the file storage. But then weirdly, we don't really have API access to files is, is limited at the moment. Yeah, there's no, there is no access, right? So those are, the, I think, the two things that um, that people request the most often that we're, we're working with Shopify to try and get access to those. Yeah, and really, it's not like you'd love to do it. It is simply a, it is a, a technical limitation at the moment, um, and it could change in the future. Yeah, we're the only one that'll back up, um, we're the only backup app that'll back up your menus. Which and is so big. there's no API I mean, to I, menus. It takes um, forever to make those menus. Yeah. So we've got a way to back them up. There's since there's no API, you know, we can't restore them, but we can at least tell you what they were before the problem happened. Okay, so you get like here's your list, um, and that that makes things faster. What about URL redirects? That's getting pretty deep in the weeds. Uh, URL redirects. I believe they've just opened an API to those, and so we're um, we're just about to add support for them. Um, but uh, we haven't in the past uh, had requests to back those up. Um, but we've, we've seen a new API come out that'll give us access to them. So we're going to start doing that. 
Cool. Very cool. Um, the new location inventory as well is um, uh, is is going to be supported by Rewind. So we're doing work right now to support um, inventory. Uh, and so that, that work's ongoing right now because inventory is changing um, at the uh, start of July. So if I wanted to get started today using Rewind to back up my store, uh, is the, the setup and uh, install process, is this automatic? Do I got to mess with it? What's it take? That's it. All you do is install it. We really tried to make it as easy as possible. Um, and so you, you install the app, you select your plan, and it goes off and starts backing up your store. You'll get a, an email when the first backup is done, and then you'll get a weekly email after that as well, letting you know um, you know what's changed in your store, how many items were backed up, how many items were deleted, how many items were modified throughout the week, so that you know you know it's running and it's working and and it's you know saving your store. And do you have a special offer for us? Yeah, we'll give everybody a, a forty-five day free trial. So we'll have a link for them, um, I guess, in the show notes. And uh, yeah, we can do 45 day free trial. Normally it's seven, so we'll extend that out to 45 days for anybody that uh, that's looking to use it. All right, I will include that in the show notes. I'll need to grab that link from you. Um, and we've gone, we're at the end of our time together, but you've been doing this for several years now. I am sure you have heard some of the craziest stories uh, <laughs> about you know someone in a panic. Oh my God, this thing happened. We, what's the, give me a, a couple good anecdotes. Uh, good anecdotes. Let's see. Well, we had, um, we had the one, you know, that we were able to save, um, with the, with the baby shoe store that I talked about earlier. So that was the first, you know, one that we had ever done first big rewind that we had ever done where the guy lost his products from an inventory sink. So that was, you know, I think the most satisfying one. Uh, the funniest one I think I've ever heard was, um, a cat jumped on a keyboard <laughs> once and, and saved a theme, um, or the theme got saved and, and broke, uh, broke someone's store. That was, I think the funniest one I'd ever heard. Um, and you one know the how other that day, goes. if you've owned a cat, you know yeah. that a keyboard is just asking for trouble. Yeah. The exactly. cat, like if you're using it, the cat's like, well, it's square. You're playing with it. I am going to affix myself to it now. We, um, what was another one? We had, oh, there's a, there's a, you know, store owner the other day who, uh, changed cart. Um, so the cart action, when you click add to cart, um, she changed the accent action to chart. Um, you know, so it's a very simple change, right? Just add the letter H into a theme and broke her entire store. And you know that, you know, for a non-technical person, that is, um, extremely difficult to try and figure out why the store is broken and what you've done when you've literally only made a a change of one letter to your theme file. Um, So we were able to help them out and, and, you know, fix that problem pretty quickly. Um, We've seen, like I said, we've seen, we've seen a lot, seen some, you know, the ones that that hurt me the most, I think are the ones where people are purposely um, going in and and destroying things. Um, We've seen that a couple of times. Like I said, it's extremely rare, but we've seen those. But yeah, we've really seen it all, honestly, Kurt. So yeah, it's, you hope it never happens. If it's, even if it's rare, it'll just be a sickening feeling. Um, It's worthwhile to, you know, if this is especially, it's a source of income, invest in a, uh, a backup and recovery plan. And like the password managers are inexpensive. Using two-factor and big secure passwords and limiting access, that stuff's all free. Um, and then uh, Rewind is a uh, very inexpensive insurance plan, it sounds like. 
Yeah, and we've got a free plan too, actually. So if your store is doing less than 100 orders a month um, and you only have a few items in it, um, it's free as well. So oh, there's really, yeah, there's really no, that, that's a new thing that we've launched uh, recently. And so there's really no, there's really no excuse to not backing up your store. And, you know, we tell people it's just a matter of time. You know, you'll never get a warning. I don't know if you've ever lost data, but, uh, but I have. And you don't get a warning before your data is going to be deleted. There's no, there's no big message that comes up that says, um, you know, we're about to, to delete everything. Are you okay with that? It, it's going to happen. Um, you're going to make a mistake. And yeah, you're, you're going to want to make sure that you've got a backup before that happens. Um, and if you do, we'll be able to help you out. And if you don't, you know, we'll do our best to help you. But, uh, but the odds are not very good if you haven't got a backup. Huh. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, the, you, you've said it all. I'm, I'm excited. It sounds like uh, the thing to go do is go get rid of it. See if there's any nasty apps in there. Toss them out. Any apps you don't need, just a good idea. Toss them out. Any uh, old partners, staff, accounts, things you have not messed with. Um, who don't need access, toss them out. The people who still need access, limit their access to just what they need, and then make backups of your store. Doing it manually sounds like a giant waste of time, um, and it doesn't cover everything. So you need a backup app. We've got uh, a free plan on Rewind and a 45-day free trial in the show notes. So I would check that out. Highly recommend it. Mr. Mike Potter, thank you. Where could people go to learn more about you? Sure. So we're in the App Store. You can do a search for Rewind in the App Store or go to rewind.io and check us out. So we're backing up uh, Shopify and and some other e-commerce platforms. And, you know, like we said earlier, there's other platforms that have the same problem. So if you're using something like QuickBooks Online for managing your books, you can back that up as well um, through Rewind. And we're hoping to expand to other platforms later in the year to cover all the tools that a small business is using to to manage their business. Future looks bright. It does. Mike, thank you. Thanks, Kurt. It's been a pleasure. Before we go, I wanted to tell you about the one Shopify theme I've used more than any other. It's called Turbo by Out of the Sandbox. And as its name implies, it's built for speed. But that's not why I love it. I love it because it's the most configurable feature pack theme for Shopify today. Features like predictive search, easy mega menus, infinite scrolling collections, and a ton of page templates for all of your content. And I've got a special offer for you. You can get it today at a 20% discount when you use the code PODCAST20. You can even try it for up to two weeks. And if you don't love it, Out of the Sandbox will refund it for you. So to check it out now, go to ethercycle.com turbo and use code PODCAST20 at checkout. It's ethercycle.com turbo. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.